Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the all-new Razor Guide Pack from Outdoor Edge has it all. Coming in at only 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. And we're live. O2 Roadshow. O2 Roadshow. We're starting the episode right here. We are. So we are, let's see, 271 miles from home. Come back from the Great American Outdoor Show. We're literally on the road, driving, recording in the Tahoe, the O2 Tahoe. Looking like a couple of D-bags just rolling down the road with headphones on. And, uh, yeah. We do, man. We we had a a good show. So we're we're, we're at at, at Gayos, as it's called. It's the NRA show in Harrisburg, PA. Uh, We were guests of Go Wild, time to go wild.com. Download the app on the Android and uh, iPhone. And so we, we were we were there helping them sell stuff in the booth, meet some members, met some listeners. Jesse, we met Jesse from from PA. We met David from PA. Uh, met some other people. We got to hang out with Bo Martonic for a little bit in the booth. Man, we it was a good time, man. And I think the highlight, Andrew, for me, Amish meat pockets. Mm. Talked about those Brad Luttrell the other uh, the other week. Those were good. Pretty, so pretty good. <clears throat> It's not code. It's not code word for something. No, no, no. We, yes, no, we're not going to go there because this is a uh, family-friendly show. At least that's what our goal is. But uh, let's go ahead and break down the Amish Meat Pocket, Paul, because, spoiler alert, we don't have any uh, expert guests today. We're just going to re- recap the uh, Gaos, as we like Gaos. to Yeah, so we, we've, we've tried to record with, with some of our turkey turkey guests on the road and we're just in and out of the mountains, so we just can't get good reception. So, you know, we don't want to provide crappy uh, crappy content for you guys. So, I mean, I guess you're going to get crappy content because it's just you and I. There's no one, no one smart. Listen, if you want to hear some good turkey content, shameless plug, How to Hunt Turkeys podcast, Sportsman's Empire, flip on over to that after you listen to this. Yep. All sorts of turkey content. Who'd you have so, on this week? Uh, today, February seventh, Dave Owens from Penhody Project was on. Uh, we've had on him on the, the show to... here before. He's, we have. He's yeah. sharp, man. Dave Sharp, man. Good, good, good turkey hunter. Good man. We talked a lot about uh, you know, kind of like the spirit of a turkey hunter, why he turkey hunts, uh, and and we talked about hunting tough birds, which was a great conversation. Talk about hunting the different weather patterns. So yeah, there was there was really interesting conversation with him. So enjoyed enjoyed his time. But on that, I've got I've got some some good content. We got some good turkey turkey folks coming up on on this show. So for those of you that listen to this program regular regularly, one thank you. Uh, two, you probably know that this is like I'm like a pig and poopy. Months. I know you're getting just there's roll, a little just, bit more just wallering in it. So. Shine in your eyes every day. Every day, man. I'll tell you what. I, I went outside this morning. It was like 30 degrees, and the sun was up here in Harrisburg, PA. You're out there the gobbling, birds, trying the to birds gobble. Were, I, as soon as I walked out, I was just like, <laughs> I just felt, it just felt right. I came downstairs, and you're sitting there with all your calls out. like. <laughs> just, no. 
Uh, you know, so so another highlight. So we got Amish meat pockets. We're walking through, and and there's like there's a, a bunch of people selling sheds and different uh, you know art stuff made with with you know shed antlers from deer and moose and elk. And then the coolest one that we saw, the the coon peckers. They were five bucks. They were like I, I didn't Raccoon I didn't coon baculums. <laughs> Everyone's googling baculum right now. Toothpicks. Yeah, coon wieners, dude. I did not know that you <laughs> you could have like a coon pecker as I've, a decoration. I've heard people talk about it before. I've never have you seen really? it. And I've I sure, never, I surely yeah. as hell did not expect to see a whole bowl of them. So no, no. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to touch them at first, but I mean, I did. <laughs> Put that coon wiener right in my hand. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, before we get to that, let's get some of the, the news here. We do have our final 2022-2023 deer harvest report oh. from the state of Ohio. So next week, if everything goes as planned and the way my life has been the last month, that's not necessarily the way it works. But um, the we will have Mike Tonkovich on, and he will yes. cover some of this. So He has agreed. We're going to interview Tonk here soon. Yep. And uh, but just to give you an idea of some of the highlights with the the season ending on February fifth, a total of two hundred ten thousand nine hundred seventy seven deer were checked. So for those of you keeping score at home, that's up almost fourteen thousand deer from last year. Last year we ended up one ninety six nine eighty eight. Uh, the three year average is one ninety three. So good job out there, fellow hunters of yeah. Ohio, taking down the deers. Paul, you took down four four this year that you didn't take down last year, so you're part of that. There we go, man. Part of that three. Part of that slaughter. But uh, breaking it down a little bit, archery ninety nine thousand seven forty two. Uh, the week long and the two day gun season combined eighty seven thousand ninety five. The four day muzzleloader season thirteen thousand six hundred and seventeen. The youths took nine thousand five hundred fifteen. The who? The Utes. Utes. Uh, the controlled firearm hunts. Is that what yours would qualify as? Yes. 1,008. No kidding. All right. 1,008. The final numbers for the top counties. You ready? Oh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Number 10, Trumbull County. Okay. 9, Carroll. 8, Guernsey. 7, Holmes. 6, Licking. 5, Knox. 4, Ashtabula. 3, Muskingum. Two was Tuscaroras, and no surprise, Coshocton, uh, you win. How many, how many did you fellers in Coshocton kill? 7,590. 7,500. Listen, the first person that lives in Coshocton County that reaches out to us on either Go Wild at O2Podcast or Instagram, the.o2.podcast, we're going to give you the deer champion prize of the year we're gonna come up with something it might be an emoji of a trophy but no no we're gonna we're (laughs) gonna we're gonna do something we can put together a t-shirt or something yeah t-shirt little trophy yeah we're we're gonna give you the the county champion trophy so reach out to us we can give you something free just as being that we're gonna call you the king of the county so let's see you guys seven seven thousand five hundred ninety this year in coshocton county last year they also led the the state with 7,144, so they were up as well. Um, not going to be any deer left out there after oh. too long, but yeah, right. I got let's plenty. see. Dude, I don't know where we're at in, in, in Pennsylvania, but, man, look at that. It's it is, beautiful. We're Everett, Everett, Pennsylvania. 
This is gorgeous out here. Mountains everywhere. Little towns. There's little like towns, little valleys little everywhere. Valleys. I mean, when we drove through here last not, you know, the other day, it was pitch black out. We couldn't see anything. So, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Little, All right, cool Paul. Song. What else we got? What's the most popular hunting implement used? Uh, you know, I'm going to say I'm going to say a bow. All right, let's get a little bit more specific. Mm, okay, so here, I'll give you the least popular one. Handgun. Handgun. Okay, so handgun. Uh, Only 546 deer taken that okay. way. Okay. Muzzle loader. That was number five. Okay. Crossbow. Crossbow's number one. Crossbow's number one. So more deer were killed in Ohio with a crossbow yep. than any other. 34% of them. So no that's, shit. Uh, 71,701. Uh, um, what was number two? Longbow? What straight walled cartridge rifle. Okay. Just over 56,000. Okay. Shotgun is third, 36,398. And then a vertical bow is 28,041. So I'm sure that's compound and trad bow combined. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, that, I, I did not I did not see crossbow being the number one dealer, deer killing implement in the state. That's an interesting one because you hear people talk all the time. You know, if you shoot crossbow, you're not a real archer, yeah. blah, 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 whatever horse crap that is. But... <clears throat> which I don't believe that, but um, it obviously shows. I mean, if you take that out of the equation, in theory, you lose 71,000 harvests. Maybe those guys would go a different route or whatever, but, like, that's a big, that, that is a major tool for managing a deer herd. Yeah. At least in Ohio. So, you know, if that's not your thing in the other states, I know there's other states that don't allow it, but it's obviously 34% of our deer were taken that yeah. way. You know, there's there's a there's a group there's there's a podcast and and I don't I don't know who they are I haven't paid attention to them but I, I see like their their clips on on TikTok and and one of the guys lives here in Ohio so and and if you guys know who I'm talking about send them our way I'd love to I'd love to talk to them but their their opinion of like crossbow hunters is super elitist man and it's just like they don't think one that you should do it or two that like they should have their own separate. Uh, season and I'm not smart enough to know what's right or wrong with 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 deer and in, in, in archery hunting. But I mean, for me, like I want hunting to be accessible and fun and and successful for for anyone and everyone that that, that you know chooses to, to to take up this pursuit, right? Yeah. Well, and, I, and access. So go ahead. I, I think. It, it, it's obviously a massive discussion, but I would venture to say that most of the people using crossbows are either at the beginning of their hunting career or at the end. Yeah. And we talked to some people this week at uh, Great American Outdoor Show. They're shooting crossbows, but they're older and they've got a click in their shoulder. I always hear about this click in my shoulder. You know, if that keeps you from going out because you can't pull a bow back and do it ethically and all that kind of stuff, that's that's defeating the purpose, right? Yeah. So, and or if it means you only get to go out for one week of the gun season, like if it opens that the doors up and it helps with the the problems that we have with populations, like yeah. let it be, man. Yeah, and I I think and kids I think, too, like it oh, kids, yeah. kids, kids and women. You know, I I think, and, you know, we had Dustin Huff on this show. I mean, Dustin Huff's late twenties at the at the oldest, you know, and he shot moose with a crossbow. And that man gets a ton of hate for for taking that deer with a crossbow, and so we've talked about it. 
And if you're listening to this, I want I want I want you guys to reach out and talk about this. And this is a controversial topic, but we'll talk about it. But you know, you talk to we hear about wounding rates. So they estimate wounding rates. It's sixty percent. Uh, so just say 60% of all the deer in Ohio, you add on 60% of that. Those are deer of, of the, what, 200,000? Yeah. I mean, that, that's a ton of deer that were, that were wounded. And so with, with a compound bow, we all know this. You get, you get jitters. You get nervous. You've got all of these variables that, that, that can lead to a poor shot that, that wounds an animal. I and, I, and this is just this is just my personal opinion. I feel like a crossbow is definitely easier to kill a deer with mm-hmm. than, a, than a bow, and a gun is easier to kill a deer than a crossbow. And so, like the wounding rates are lower. So, I mean, you get these guys that are like super elitist, and well, yeah, I should practice more. And it's just like, yeah, you know, you, these these longbow guys, like compound guys, like you, you're the one wounding all the deer. Like, I mean, that's, I, I would, I would say that it's probably, and I do, I've wounded a deer this year, you know, with a gun. So, I mean, it happens, but I don't know, man, it's uh it's, it's such a contentious issue for so many people. And I, I feel like it doesn't need to be, it's just an honest conversation. And you talk about access and Dan Johnson, I was on his nine finger Chronicles podcast just last week talking about, he asked me about the differences between turkey hunting and deer hunting. And his concern was that he felt like deer hunting was going the way of a rich man sport in an ultra elitist pursuit, and that's not how that's not how it should be. Yeah. You're always going to have those people. You have those people in any pursuit of hunting, any any just rabbits, turkey, dove, quail, moose. I'm sure it goes outside of even hunting. I can't think of a oh, good analogy yeah. to it right now. But golf, you know, like uh, the evolution of, of things. And, and weapons in this case, you know, if, if we all hunted like Native Americans did back in the day, we'd be in a giant group of people trying to, like, run them down, using spears, stuff that's not probably as sharp as it should be, not as strong. I mean, you just got to take it. If, if trad bow hunting's your thing, do it, man, and be yeah. the best at it. Or if you want to have a compound, you want to have a crossbow, whatever, like, with, if, it, if it's within the, the legal limits of the law and... I, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah. And I think as long as you're doing, you know, your job and, and practicing. And I yeah. shot crossbow for a couple of years uh, just as I was trying to kind of basically regain confidence and stuff. I never lost one with a crossbow. Yeah. So maybe I should go back to that. But at the same time, uh, you know, I, I still have it. And if I really want to, I can. Or I can use it to teach my kids and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation, man. And uh, I, 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 you know, I, I don't fight with people online, but you know, those guys that have that podcast, I would fight with them in person. And, and fight's the wrong word. I would have I would have a conversation, uh, and you know, <laughs> I just think it's dumb. I think it's a dumb uh, take. You know that that, that that you should outlaw crossbows. I don't know why. I just pictured you, know? you like in a Walmart parking lot, about to throw down about. I thought this was America. Good crossbow. You want a crossbow? Let's go. Let's go. Right. Yeah. I don't even own a crossbow. Right. Like, I literally have no dog in this fight. I don't even like to deer bow hunt. I mean, I had fun, fight. but yeah. Right. <laughs> I just, no, man. I, I don't, I don't like when, I don't like when people, when people pick on, oh, my wife's calling. Is calling. Yeah, she's calling. I've Doesn't got her. know we're recording? No, on, come on. on. And you know what? I've got it on, on Do Not Disturb, but. She breaks through. She's the favorite on, on the phone, so it just goes right through. Or she's called me like 30 times and she got, she got. Do you want me to text her and say we're Yeah, text her. Tell her, tell her we're recording a show and uh, that I love her. 
So, uh, so I don't know what else we got. So yeah, time time to go wild.com. Those guys were awesome to hang out with, man. Always a great group. They got uh, they got a lot of stuff coming up for turkey season that you can get if you need to get geared up for turkey season. Uh, awesome, awesome presence. Social media on there. Really getting uh, it is growing. That community is growing. There's a lot of good conversations uh, going on right now about turkey, turkey hunting ticks, tips and tricks. Uh, so I guess there are really no tricks in turkey hunting, man. It is just. Uh, as straightforward as you can. So, so thanks to Go Wild for for their support of the show and and for for being friends uh, of just us and and everything they've done for us. Uh, so, shout out to those guys. We've we've got uh, I got old D, DT, old Derek coming up. We're going to do some turkey hunting. Hopefully, get him on an Ohio bird. Dan said he wants to come up. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that. So, so thanks to them. Half rackcom Thanks to Half Rack for. Uh, for everything that they do awesome products they got some really neat stuff available for turkey hunting they've got what bow hunting the bow hunting case oh. the wildcat case is awesome i bought oh, one of those stuff, oh yeah they got some really neat stuff good probably my, my, my favorite thing that i've got uh is the boone sling it's a nice leather sling it's got a really neat logo on it really uh really happy with that so thanks to them uh midwest gunworks midwestgunworks.com if you're getting into the to the time where you need to start building an AR, you want to start looking at a rifle, you want to look at a new turkey gun, maybe some optics for your turkey gun, check them out. Use our code OhioOutdoors5. You're going to save yourself 5%, guys. Uh, really good deal. They've got a ton of stuff, every part that you can imagine. Um, they've got some stuff for for Benelli and Barrett. Some of the stuff that, that that is outdated, not produced anymore, they've got those parts on stock they went out that's what they do they go out so if you're looking for something that's hard to find from a from a from a rifle a shotgun a handgun that the parts haven't been produced in a while they might be uh they might be the people to have it so give them give them a a, a look midwestgunworks.com hit the parts finder ohio outdoors five so save yourself five percent uh thanks to our guys uh up at uh up at first light man got uh they got. They, they're going to have the turkey kits rolling out here soon. They've got the leafy suits. I bought one of those last year. Really liked it. Uh, and then the brush pants. If you're looking for something, if you're if you if you're ripping through brush uh, in the turkey woods, I like those pants better. They're a little thicker than like the obsidian ones that I bought. The obsidian ones are nice. Uh, the brush pants, the saw bucks, That's going to get you through that real thick stuff that you that you get into. Uh, and they're they're they are quiet. I mean, there there is a little noise, nothing that, that disturbed me last year at all. So, uh, check them out, firstlight.com. Is that them all? Is that all? Yeah, that's it, man. So, man, what a great group. Uh, just I don't, you got a good vibe going on right now, Paul. I don't know if I should tell you this. Uh, the response back from your wife was that she was just calling to rub it in uh, that she was right about something, um, more importantly, and that you were wrong about something. Uh, so she's selfishly gloating and can't wait to get uh, on the phone with you. Good for her. So we have this. We have this <laughs> thing when 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 one of us is right and one of us is wrong, we'll lick the lick the tip of our finger and act like, like you're putting a tally on a scoreboard. And it's a good it's a good feeling. Yeah. When, Who, and, who's winning? Oh, I mean, she's she's probably winning like a, <laughs> like a thousand to ten. Uh, and I mean, it's it's like it's so bad. It's to the point when I get to put one of those up, I'm like, hey. Look! Look at me! Look, tally! Look what, look what I'm doing! Boop! And she's just like, oh God! So I can't! I can't wait for! I can't wait for that conversation. It's gonna be great. And she she'll listen to this since she doesn't she doesn't listen to our guests because you know 
hunting bores her, so she she just usually listens to the intro. But she'll listen to this, so good for you. All right, so what back else? To what the else news. we got? Uh, Fish Ohio program celebrates amazing catches. So uh, just the update from you 20. got any Fish Ohio pens? Uh, hell no, man. Oh, we can get you I on need, a Fish Ohio. I, I, I got I got a couple of them. Man. Problem. Yeah, I got a couple of them. Been a uh, while. Let's see. They gave out nine thousand seven hundred twenty-three Fish Ohio pins. To successful anglers with qualifying catches. Yeah, so you're going to get four four qualifying catches to get your pen. And they change them every year. It takes them a little while to get them. You submit it, you get a little certificate or whatever, and then and then you get your get your pen. It's cool. Like, you take a kid out and they get their first fish. They get first fish certificate on there. and Yeah, that's neat, man. Check that out. What is it? WildOhio.com, I believe, is the website. So, they got some uh, official FishOhio.gov. FishOhio.gov. So 25 species of fish. Yeah, all the details are on there. Yeah. Next, did I, did I ever tell you about? Will we'll have a walleye on it. So. Oh, nice. So I, I, I caught. I was fishing with my buddy Dave Severs, who who who's passed away at this point. He's an, uh, an older gentleman. Got to know him real well. He was he was neighbors with my parents, and him and I became friends. And we would go out fishing. He had a boat. And this would have been 2010, 2011, something like that. And uh, so we were at Hoover Dam here in Central Ohio. And we were crappie fishing, smashing crappie, fishing little minnows under a slip bobber. And something just pounds one of my minnows. This thing takes off. And I'm fighting it. You know, I got, I got light tackle. I got crappie rods. It takes me a few minutes to get this thing in. And as it's coming up, I see the top of the, the, the back of this fish. And the back of this fish is green-ish. And I see that. And it is massive. And I, in my mind, I've just caught... The new world record bass, largemouth bass. So I'm already spending the money, right? Like I'm gonna buy some. I'm gonna buy a boat. I'm gonna buy some hunting land. Like I just caught like a 30 pound bass. Like I am legend in my own mind before this even happened. Before I even get this fish in, none of that's true. I was panicking, like don't mess this up. So I land this fish, Andrew, mm-hmm. and it's a buffalo sucker. You know what a buffalo sucker is? I think I've heard of them. So it's just like this giant, like just sucker fish. But it was a blast to catch. I mean, it was an absolute Good blast. Fight. And, oh, Good fight. Great fight, yeah. And people, and it's, so it's one of our native species of fish. And so people always call buffalo suckers or carp. They call them trash fish, and that's not true, man. This fish was awesome to catch. It was huge. Put up a great fight. So, but I when I finally pull this thing up, and it's got like this little tiny mouth. I see it. I'm like, oh, dude, come on, man. Like this is. I, I thought it was a bass. So it was total disappointment. So I get this buffalo sucker up on on the uh on the boat and get it unhooked and i'm just looking at it i'm getting ready to throw it throw it back in the water and my buddy dave's like hey man let's let's weigh that thing just for for grins and giggles or whatever is that what i'm gonna say just for grins and giggles so so we put this thing on on the on the weight or on the scale and it's over 46 pounds jeez man it's 46 and some change right so and, I mean, it's a buffalo sucker. Like, I didn't take a picture. I didn't do anything. So I just throw this fish back in back in the in the lake. And so later that night, I'm like, man, I wonder if they have, like, state records for for buffalo suckers. The current, the, the record at the time, I'd beaten it by over a pound. Damn. Yeah. And I, so I call, I call my buddy Dave. I'm like, dude, you still got that, that was a state record fish. <laughs> He's like, they have records for that? I'm like, yeah. Ah. And so the guy that holds it now is over 46 pounds, uh, and it is from Hoover Dam. That's where. So apparently, if you want to catch a state record uh, fish, 
Buffalo suckers are in good numbers at Hoover Dam. So I, I, I'm ones. not gonna lie, I was pretty, I was pretty because you know it doesn't it picks it didn't happen right you know so like it just it just didn't you know it no proof other than me and and, and my friend who has now passed away so um that is my fishtail lie for the day uh and that's uh, that's all i got shoot. so i'm really i'm really curious to see what my wife is is gloating about yeah i'm, I'm not happy about that she's gonna have to wait you're gonna have to wait because we gotta get through the show <laughs> we're pushing our time as it is what how much how much time we got here on the on the mic i don't know 20 minutes I don't know. Um, before we go any further, so we talked a few weeks ago with uh, our working with Half Rack and stuff, and uh, wow. you know Josh and the boys over there. We were going to do the giveaway, and we uh, had a post out there on Instagram and Go Wild. And we, you know, we, we were out when we were driving up the other day. This is kind of interesting. We were sitting there doing our little scrolling through and pick who we're going to take. And we landed on our winner is David Snyder. Yeah. Right? So David, uh, and we thank did this you. Sunday. We we, we, we figured this out Sunday. So who walks up to the booth today? At go Wild. At Gayos. I'm like, oh hi, my name's Andrew or whatever. And he's like, I'm David. And he's got his Go Wild hat on. You could tell this guy knew what was going. I'm like really? Oh, you know where are you from? Oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, he starts talking to us. He like, knew who we were. Wait a second. What's your last name? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you're the one that yeah. was picked the other day. So he kind of already knows. Uh, yeah, supporter of the show, supporter of Go Wild, supporter yeah. of Half Rack. So, David, thank you for listening, man. Thanks for about that. I'm putting your visor up. I keep looking for turkeys, and your visor is messing me up. I can't, oh, I can't see. Yep, Look at this. There's going to be turkeys in this field. That is turkey freaking heaven. Look mm-hmm. at that. Oh, God. I'm watching for the deers. No. But I'll start to watch for the turkeys for you, Paul. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just usually don't pay attention for that. But one of these days. Um, so, anywho, let's see. Where are we at? We are on our way back again from the Great American Outdoors show. Mm-hmm. And Paul and I, we took a quick spin out there. What was that Sunday night? Sunday night. And uh, got into town real late. Got up the next morning. Went over to the show. We got to work the booth with Dan. Dan is... The guy down at Go Wild who I he gave me his official title. Something sounded really important, but basically Dan's the gear guy. And he knows all the gear in and out um, when it comes to the... He the, really does. It's it's impressive because... So, as you guys know, Go Wild has the, the online social media platform, but also their sales side of things where they, you know, sell different products. At the Great American Outdoor Show, they get the, you know, Go, they have a booth and they set up... Um, they've got a bunch of different products there and we, you know, take pictures and you can, you know, meet members and all that kind of stuff. So having the products on the shelf, you have to have some type of knowledge of them, right? It's not just, you know, this is what you get. You know, it helps when you, I guess, when you have knowledge of it. So Paul and I, we went last year and and we were out there and man, didn't know much about anything. I could tell you what different color backpacks were hanging on the wall. Uh, But when you start talking about Garmin's and, uh, you know, the GPS collars and some of the dog stuff and the, you know. Uh, the super techie scopes. scopes and, yeah, man. And we were, the, yeah, we were over our head. way over our head. So this year we had a little bit better um, feel for what was going on. And having Dan there, you know, he kind of helped us to, you know, guide us through some of that. But we worked yesterday. The, I, I could not get over how much um, traffic was there. If you've never been to the show, and I guess maybe we should describe that itself. It's over in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I think it's, if it's not the, 
State Fairgrounds. It's something very. It's the similar. Farm Show Complex is the official name okay. of and of I, the of the event. Do you know how many venue. acres are under roof there? Fourteen. Okay, uh, feels 14. like forty. It's yeah. massive, and they've got all these different rooms. Like, there's an equestrian area. It's kind of like a you know coliseum like thing, and in there they they got all kinds of stuff going on. Like, we, you and I always talk. Mm-hmm. What a great you could take your kids there and the whole family and like enjoy it. They got the dogs doing where the thing where they throw the the ball or the target out there. The dogs go run and jump into the water. Big yeah. big pool and all this stuff. And dock dogs. That was what that was dogs. called. Dock dogs. But. Each they've got all these different rooms, and, and the different rooms have uh, different categories basically. So there's like a fishing room and an archery room. Um, what was the name of the room we were in officially? Uh, the North the North Hall okay. is, is what it was called, but it was pr- primarily guns. Yeah, it was a lot primarily of, yeah, a lot like of guns, knives, optics, that uh, kind gun of stuff. parts. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of clothing. No. Anything like that. They have an archery hall. They have a boat hall, an RV oh, hall, yeah. an outdoor hall. I mean, it's 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 impressive. They have an area where you can ride e-bikes and different yeah. things like that. So, um, very, very cool event. Lots of family-friendly things. It's still going on. Like, this is going to release, and you guys will still have time to go if you want to run over there. Um, Look at those deer. Look at those deer. You see them up on that hill? Oh, yeah. There's a whole, a whole bunch, bunch of them. Got any antlers on them? Mm, I don't know. Shed yet? I mean, it, 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 look at the sky. Look at those deer right there, dude. They're everywhere. There is a big front look coming at in. You I mean, picking all the deer out, uh, Paul. I'm so proud of you. Uh, but I mean, we we are headed into some sort of storm. I mean, look at the sky in front of us. Man, I don't know, maybe they're maybe they're getting hungry. But anywho, so we got this whole big, uh, <laughs> whole big trade show. Lots going on. It take you a couple days to see it all, and we got to work that booth. So we got to meet some cool people. And learn some things. I, I almost feel like I know what a, you know, a Garmin unit can do now after listening to Dan explain it thirty-five times. Yeah. Uh, this year, I got to. You, I actually felt like I got to talk to some people about, uh, you know, Tacticam and Spy Point and some of the things that you we've used. you really have a good a good handle about about the the cameras and the setups and how they work and the settings. Like you, you that was you were very comfortable talking talking it's, about that. It's one of those things. Once you use it, you you feel like you've got a better handle. Right, I can't, no. and that's been my motto in life when it comes to anything. It's like I got to do it before I can yeah. actually talk about it. You know, you know what really annoys me, and I I try not to do this. Like when I go to a show like this or NWTF or Shot Show, whatever the hell it is, I've got. If I'm looking for something, I've already done the research mm-hmm. at home. I know what I'm looking for, and if I see something that I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's an impulse buy. I don't ask a lot of questions. I just do it, you know? And I, and I don't impulse buy, like, $1,200 stuff. So they had this hat there, and it was for it was primarily for coon hunters, uh, where it's, like, it's it's a ball cap, but it's got, like, a, a hard layer, hard what, shell. What was the brand on that? Cajun something? Cajun Lights. Pretty Cajun neat. Lights. If you're a coon hunter, I think pretty sweet. It's got a battery pack on the back. It's got a really big headlamp on the front, and this sucker is bright. And I can't tell you how many of these older guys would come up, and they'd be like, how many lumens is this? And I'm like, dude, I, I don't know, man. It's bright. That's how many lumens it is. Like, And I would just turn it Open on. Open your eyes. I'm going to turn it I on. I would turn it on. And, and we're in this, like, well-lit hall, and the, and the ceiling's 100 feet above us. And I would turn it on, and it would light up the ceiling above us. I'm like, that's how many lumens is it, it, it is. I'm like, bright. it's bright. That's the answer. How many lumens? I don't know. And you know what? You don't know. But some bitch is bright. That's right. how many lumens it is. <laughs> and it was just like, 
Yeah, these some of these people they come up and 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 if you were this person, I'm listening to this. I want you to stop it. They ask the dumbest questions about stuff, like you know, hey, will this red dot fit on 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 this you know particular model rail uh, and fit on and, and mount sideways at a twelve degree angle? And I'm like, but I don't know what I, none of us know what you just said. It's a red dot for pectining rail. That's all I can tell you. And <laughs> it's just like guys get super. Super technical, and and then and then you know, like we'll take the time, and this is what really makes me mad. So this is definitely you. If you ask a question for anything, and it takes someone ten minutes to find out the answer, and they take the time to find out. Look at this. There is a freaking semi trailer that flipped over at it some point. It was a semi trailer. It is in pieces. Not a oh, semi trailer anymore. I'd hate to have been in the traffic on the backside of that accident. So anyway, so you ask a you ask a question, and the, and and then people take the time to find to answer your stupid question and then you don't even say thank you and you turn around and walk away I, I, I don't know how, how these people that do trade show stuff operate because I'm like oh my god like I just wasted 20 minutes of my time answering this guy's question about you know the the aluminum that they use in a Trigicon site and, and he, didn't, he didn't even say thank you and he just turned around and walked off oh shoot buy that site alright that's you so Stop it. Some of the other highlights from the the show. Uh, the dude who walked up first thing in the morning and um, was like, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to set this picture. So we're standing behind the booth. we got a handful of things. Everything's got, like, a price tag on it. The price tag was, like, a piece of foam. Think of, like, an index card. Uh, it was a piece of foam that had the actual tag, like, written or piece of paper glued to it, whatever in front of these earmuffs and the um it's a price tag it's a price tag it literally just says you know earmuffs i don't know what it was 99 dollars, 110 whatever and so the this guy comes up and he's like oh this is real nice uh when he know. says this is real nice he's, he picks up the price tag he's not even touching the earmuffs he's yeah that's the only one you go it's just one here okay and he like kind of grabs it and like takes it and starts walking away. We all kind of look at each other. We're like, "Did Homeboy just swipe our price tag?" Yeah, <laughs> like, and 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 Dan, Dan was like, uh, uh, yeah, "That that's that that's a price tag." Like, oh, oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. For those of you that have that have been through PA, we're going through the Allegheny Mountain Tunnel just to give you guys an update of where we're at. So, so podcasting from a mountain, the middle of a mountain. mountain. Oh yeah. So what else? They had uh, Dan busted out some thermals today. God, those are so cool. They were uh, cool. And then that other one that was like a night vision, more of a night vision, low light type scope. With an illuminator on the side. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat. After talking to the Midwest or Missouri, well, Midwest Gunworks and Missouri Woods and Waterfellas, I, I want to kill some coyotes, man. Yeah, we got to figure that one out. Yeah. There's I want to I want to I want to shoot. I want to shoot something in the middle of the night. Yes. A deer. Or, 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 Jesus, I'm going to shoot a deer in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm going to shoot a coyote. Canceled. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I heard these guys talk Just about to clarify, I'm not going to shoot deer in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, uh man, what else? We did. Uh, we we we've, we've teased the Amish meat pocket, so we'll just go ahead and dive into that. We, after talking to Brad there a couple of weeks ago, uh, he was. It's a delicacy of of the Great American Outdoors show, and you and I went yesterday, venturing for it. Couldn't, couldn't find, find it. it. No. Uh, we failed. Had the world's most expensive tacos. World's most expensive tacos while we watched dogs jumping in the water. It was, it was a cool. Different yeah. lunch setting. It was good. Uh, but well. today, Jacob Knight, our boy, old Ted, 
He came TB. down and he saved the day, and he, he helped us find the Amish meat pockets. Now, so the, here's what's fun: we couldn't find him, and and he had to. He just was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to ask someone. Yeah. So we didn't realize this. They're not actually called Amish meat pockets. Oh. Uh, so so he walks up to this to this stand of of women selling selling food. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am, do you know where the Amish meat pockets are? <laughs> and the lady, like, just with pure disgust in her face, looks at him. She's like, you mean Rachel's stuffed pretzels? And he's like, uh, yes. And I start laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. so, yes, Rachel's stuffed pretzels are the real name for, the for Amish. Amish meat pockets. It just happens to be... Amish folks that stuff these pretzels with delicious meats. So it is It is like a freaking hot pretzel. It's like stuffed pretzel. Yeah, and it's filled with filling, which they had like buffalo. They had buffalo ranch, chicken, ranch, steak. Ranch chicken, steak. Yeah. Uh, was, I had the Philly cheesesteak Amish meat pocket. It was delicious. Fantastic. Fantastic. The only thing that I didn't like, that thing had, it was like super juicy. So I'm holding like this, you know, wiener-shaped food. Your favorite, and then, and then I bite. I bite into it, and it shot hot, freaking uh, Amish barbecue juice, juice all over my face shirt. and all over my shirt. I was not, I was not happy about that. So, oh, just shit. a mental picture of this giant balded man, just like both hands on this giant stuffed pretzel with <laughs> so funny freaking barbecue sauce all over myself. Oh yes, but. But anyways, all in all, great show. Still time to go. I think it goes through the end of the upcoming weekend. And if you guys have nothing else better to do, it's a good thing. You know what? The the one thing that's really cool about that show, there's a lot of stuff there. And there's a lot of expensive stuff there. That if you're ever like, I want to go, I want to put my hands on something uh, before I go buy it, great place to do it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's in the archery hall or, you know, the gun room, like I kept referring to where we were at. There's all kinds of stuff there, you know. The, all the big gun manufacturers ha- have booths there and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it is. There's literally everything, mm-hmm. everything. It was pretty. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. What else we got, man? We got. We got anything? I mean, so so we, turkey season fast approaching. It is get getting ready for that. Uh, we wa- we walked into that one room that had all the turkey calls and stuff, and your oh. ears just perked up. And I'm like, Man, I love the sound of out of here for yeah, a while. I love the sound of a freaking hen yelping, gobbler yelping, gobblers, uh, all of it, man. It, uh, you know, I I control myself. Someone asked Jacob asked me today. He's like, how many? So how many turkey calls you actually got? And I I've got a lot, but I have it, intentionally not jumped off the ledge of buying like collector calls because once that box is opened up it's gonna hard it's it's, it's gonna be hard to get me to shut it off like so i you know i've upgraded calls you know i'll, I'll start out and, and man you can kill turkeys with a freaking you know piece of rubber stretched over a tin can of snuff you know snuff can stuff tube calls you know but you know so i'll, I'll get different calls and i will give away different turkey calls slate calls box calls glass calls whatever whatever it may be give them to friends give them to people that start hunting so you know i i've got you know i, I got a lot but man I, I i can't i can't dive off that one of one of the guys we're gonna have on the show a gentleman named bobby lives here in ohio he is probably he he has probably the most extensive collection of turkey calls in the country and that's i mean it is impressive and he'll send me pictures of turkey calls he's like 
Just look what I bought. Look what I got. Look what I picked up. Everybody, like, hey, man, I got this. I'm willing to part for it. You got a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, Bob, I'm going to block you if you keep texting me these awesome turkey calls. Because one of these days I'm going to do it, and that's just it. It's just it's it's all going to fall apart from there. So That's funny. So but. turkey turkey question, since we're on the call thing. Yeah. What is the average lifespan of a diaphragm call? Dude, every just get rid of them every year. Okay. Yeah. So think about that, man. Like, think of all the bacteria that's in your mouth. That's my question. And guys will put, like, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not a mouth call guy. I'm not a diaphragm call guy. Never will be. But people, when I mean, you put that in your mouth, and, like, I, I hear a lot of guys will put, um, uh, like, mouthwash on their calls. Dude, you can get a mouth call for, like, seven bucks. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, like, the most expensive mouth call that you can get is, like, $15. You know? So, I mean, that's just, I don't know. That's kind of, yeah, replace them every year. And, I mean, you're hammering on those things. Like, they stretch out. Like, my tube call, like, I, I you know, I stretch the, the latex on that when I use them. And I'm constantly, you know, resetting it and stretching it out. I You know, I go through, you know, 30 pieces of latex a year. But, you know, I, I, I replace them all the time. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say do yourself a favor, man. Just get get a new one every year. Do you year. stick with the same brand and style, or do you go? I, I mean, I would if you like the if you find something that you like the sound and and you know the way that that call performs for you, yeah. you know, switch it up because all like with 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 mouth calls like the, the the cuts that's the that's the difference in in sound and I mean even like like the advanced guys like like Scott Ellis you know we've we've had him on that guy could make like six distinct sounds with one mouth call and that's impressive but for for most of us mere mortals you only get one or two you know distinct sounds of 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 a you know per per mouth call so yeah yeah, the the different cuts that's you know you can you can get raspier you get lower you get higher um so very interesting stuff well buddy i think that's what we got for this week um hopefully that gives you guys a little insight to the great american outdoor show and Next week we will be hopefully having our discussion about the Ohio deer season. We'll put that to bed yep. and get on the turkey train. Oh man, I can't wait for that. It's Paul's time of the year. Yeah, so. I can't wait. Yeah, if you listen to this, you do. If you're still here, Nine Finger Chronicles. I did an episode that was really neat. Dan got me all freaking wound up. You guys hear just little bits. I've been, I've been, I've been containing my excitement and my enthusiasm uh, in support of wild turkeys and wild turkey hunters. But it is time to unleash the beast. So if you want to hear me get all worked up and, and get on my soapbox about turkey hunting, get on that Nine Fingers Chronicle podcast. That was great. I had a great time. Dan really did a great job at the interview. If you want to learn how to turkey hunt, you want to hear some cool turkey hunting stories, how to hunt turkeys podcast, that was pretty sweet. And keep listening here. we got some good people. In the Sportsman's Empire in general, lots and lots and lots of shows coming. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. So uh, The02podcast.com is our website. We've got the.02.podcast on Instagram, O2podcast at uh, Go Wild. And yeah. Find us on TikTok, O2podcast. Every once in a while, I throw some stuff up there. So appreciate you as always. And if you got time, a review is always wonderfully welcome. I think that's about it, man. That's it. Appreciate you guys. Take care.